Hello and welcome to the One Take Show and a very happy Independence Day ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining me in this conversation with Mr. Pallav Das. Mr. Das is a faculty member at National Law University Odisha where he is pursuing his PhD. Previously so has cleared the reputed Odisha Judicial Services examination in 2013 with the rank of OJS 5. In this episode he is going to answer all the questions around the topic of judicial services preparation strategies and he is also going to talk about legal academia where we can obviously learn about a lot of things about what all needs to improve and how we can contribute if you find this video useful please make sure you drop in a like also drop in a comment about what you think can be improved should be improved what else should be included ladies and gentlemen without further ado let's jump right in hello so welcome to the one take show what a pleasure it is to have you on this podcast i think every law student who has followed your career who has looked up to you will really tune into this podcast with so much enthusiasm in order to learn so much and obviously there is a great deal of information that we can gather from this conversation so thank you so much for taking time off your really busy schedule sitting down with me for this amazing conversation that we're going to have you are welcome and i thank you for giving me this uh, opportunity to come to your talk show I'm sure this is one of the unique talk shows in the legal industry and the legal fraternity, and absolutely it will be the number one talk show. Very soon. Thank you, thank you so much. Well, that is the aim, and I think uh, as long as I keep getting the support of guests like you, and I keep having the guidance and the and 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 the supervision that I receive, I think I will definitely serve the purpose of this podcast, which is to benefit a lot of law students. before we get into the specifics of our conversation obviously there are major themes that we are going to cover in this conversation i would first like to know a little bit about your journey your background uh, what inspired you to do law and uh, uh, what was your experience with law school that somehow motivated you to stick with law and uh, exploit the opportunities that you did right um, i mean i would like to start with the fact that i'm 80s born and being a 80s born it is a sandwich year Where you you leave the the old days and you you know get uh, accustomed with the new and technological advancement. So for us, it has been uh, seeing something and not seeing something. So mm-hmm. having uh, given this background, um, I am from a traditional university. I studied from ILS Law College, Pune, mm-hmm. um, and it was at that time one of the best, uh, and still now is one uh, accounted amongst the best of law schools. So I think I have had um, a wonderful uh, journey in terms of my uh, law school uh, in the five years that I've been there. Mm-hmm. So um, I completed my um, LLB and then I came back. Um, I uh, started with my practice here in uh, Odisha, mm-hmm. and then um, fortunately I um, got through the. Uh, judicial services the odisha judicial services in the first attempt mm-hmm. um, but then i think um, destiny had other plans uh, i got a scope to have my higher studies uh, with a scholarship uh, soon enough i um, left judiciary started mm-hmm. with my practice and then as and when the llm application went through i mm-hmm. went to uk mm-hmm. uh, to do my masters in maritime and commercial arbitration So that's right. been a short journey. <laughs> well, it's extremely inspiring from every aspect. But uh, before I start asking you the most staple questions, as in uh, how did you get into judiciary and what all plans did you have, 
this this must have been a very uh, sort of a colossal decision that he had to take when it comes to leaving judiciary and moving towards something which is uh, which is very different or something that you had to follow as a part of your passion how difficult was the decision and how did you overcome all those societal stigmas or those expectations that come with it Uh, very pertinent question i mean uh, it is a lot of emotions are involved in this mm-hmm. i would say it uh, it was very difficult uh, for me uh, not to take the decision to leave but to leave it actually because okay. it's, it's it's considered to be a top class job uh, you have a lot of respect you are, are doing a lot of service to the society mm-hmm. but then having born free i am absolutely a free person uh, okay. i mean i if you can give me freedom i would probably fly as high as possible in terms of my work in terms of my personal life but having a lot of restrictions um, in the judiciary itself uh, i mean i'm happy that i got it through the first attempt and then i was lucky that i decided that this is not the field for me otherwise it takes a long long time for people to prepare an attempt reattempt and then a lot of years are wasted Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was, I am blessed that I got to get inside judiciary, see mm-hmm. how it works, whether it suits me or not. And uh, back behind, my calling for academics uh, was always there, was pinching me from behind. That uh, mm-hmm. so I think it's time that you should take a strong decision. It's been difficult, but I would say that was the best decision in my life that I took. Right, right. And you've been an advocate, and you've also been on the bench. Uh, how would like when you see this sort of a dichotomy, if I must say? uh the difference from both sides of the of the dice how what how do you observe that difference uh, or did you somehow realize while you were a judge or as an advocate that okay these are the things that i should keep in mind because i have an experience from both the ends right i mean in terms of working culture i would say that there's a lot of difference uh, <laughs> being in the bench uh, you have a lot of responsibility in terms of seeing whether you are convicting an innocent or you are um, not convicting the wrong person so there is a lot of responsibility but when it comes to the bar side i would right. not say there is less responsibility but an equal responsibility but again you have the time you have the option to you know go ahead with appeals right. and second appeals and so on and so forth mm-hmm. so there is again the, the game is freedom so i would mm-hmm. say you get a lot of freedom in terms of when you practice and uh, there is less uh, on the bench side mm-hmm. but then you have to work a lot i mean uh, that's the uh, factor when it comes to litigation you have to work a lot okay okay and uh, coming back a little about your experience with law school i usually tend to ask this question to all of my guests because i think this question really answers sort of the most preliminary concerns for every law student how do you see uh, or expect a law student today in law schools to maneuver their way or somehow navigate their path in law school to have a career that is somehow similar to yours and follow your footsteps in order to have a prolific opportunity in future to become a suitable candidate in whatever fields they are interested in if perhaps in judiciary or in uh, uh, in advocacy or in academia so for those students who are still in law school how would you suggest they should navigate their path right uh, i mean i would just like to state my experience in that sense uh, 8 to 10 years back mm-hmm. there was no such opportunities like you have today and you have ample opportunities if you see uh, people are becoming entrepreneurs in the legal field mm-hmm. back then we only knew that there was litigation or there was law firm 
so um, i always had this one motto that you have got one life you must enjoy it but that doesn't mean that you forget your career goals so sure. i had a very balanced life in terms of my law school i used to study i used to be involved in a lot of uh, co-curricular extracurricular activities be within the campus talk to people talk to my professors um try to seek the opportunities and now when i am in a national university teaching i see that um you must uh, you know you must try and grab all the opportunities that you have that comes in the law school and these okay. days as i said you, you you get a lot of opportunities um, try to have a balance um try to do everything it is uh, not just that because you want to do judiciary or because you want to litigate you would be doing more courts or you would be just studying for judiciary but i would say to be a holistic person to have an experience you must do everything starting from internships starting from sports uh, mm-hmm. to uh, from cultural to um, any kind of moving activity debating activity painting activity elocution activity you just grab that good and that will define you in those five years what you are in the first year is totally mm-hmm. transformed into the fifth year right right so i would say that you grab every opportunity that you have perfect perfect and this now lays the foundation for me to now delve into my first theme of this conversation that is your experience with academia uh, what inspired you to get into academia and opt academia as uh, as a career path and how did you go about it the initial phases the struggles and the hurdles Uh, I remember in my fourth year of law school um, I had asked one of my professors can I take one of your classes and she was very happy and she said definitely of course you should try it out but back then I did not know that that was the calling um, okay. and I I went to my junior class and I gave a lecture on environmental law and the juniors came and told me that you were excellent in terms of explaining understanding and making the students understand Mm-hmm. so that was the first step i would say but then as i said you transform through the years and uh, when you come to real life you tend to uh, if you do not have a mentor the only option that you have and for me is to experiment so i decided that i would experiment and um, uh, i would stick on to that field that makes me the happiest person and uh, mm-hmm. there there are challenges there were challenges um, but then uh, i think I myself as a person I'm very happy that finally I found out uh, what I'm good at mm-hmm. this has been the only um, profession academia has has been the only profession in which while I drive back home I smile I laugh wow. because it 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 uh, I keep on thinking what all my students did today what all uh, talk we had what all uh, discussions mm-hmm. we had in the class it's it's something I never I mean I remember this very vividly that i have been driving back home and i'm smiling thinking what happened today perfect right so uh, for any uh, future aspirant who tries to think about academia as a career plan what all things should he or she be aware of or about uh, with respect to okay so uh, these are the things i should perhaps specialize in or these things have these areas have no good scope or okay perhaps if i want to get into academia these are the essential set of skills that i should acquire and these uh, these are the things that i should work on to become a better class of faculty because obviously when we were last uh, sort of messaging each other uh, and scheduling this uh, conversation you mentioned how you would want to talk about the class of faculty a better uh, source of knowledge for students in national law universities 
so with respect to that touching a little bit of that how can today's aspirants work in order to fulfill that goal that dream right i would say that you know if if you're very sure by the by the time you're in fourth year that you would want to do um, you want to go or join academics then i would say that you start um, developing the habit of reading books mm-hmm. because once you join academia um, you uh, you study more than the students study okay the faculty study more than the students study because uh, it's it's a task you will probably have to answer so many questions in the class and mm-hmm. so i would say that is one thing second thing you must practice um, um, how to control your fear your anxiety um, standing in front of um, 120 students and then delivering and um, um, you know remembering uh, mm-hmm. the topic that you want to discuss today so this would be the second thing that you cut your fear down Mm-hmm. the third thing is that absolutely and absolutely necessary is that once you finish your llb immediately do your llm masters without okay. masters uh, because in masters what you do is that you tend to do a lot of more research and okay. when you do a lot more research you go in depth mm-hmm. in a particular topic and that gives you a wider perspective mm-hmm. in terms of knowing and in terms of giving back to the students right Right. Then third, uh, third, uh, fourth, I would say that once you finish your LLM, try to in India, you must try to clear the national eligibility test. That is the oh. NET, mm-hmm. um, which I have reservations against. Mm-hmm. But then you have to because that's the norm. Uh, right. And once you get that, you must immediately work on your PhD because PhD mm-hmm. is a must. and with the new education policy the cabinet approved i believe um, that would be the benchmark to become um, you know the starting level professor right and uh, now coming to the uh, the big question you've uh, mentioned that uh, legal academia in india requires uh, professors who are competent who can actually deliver there's a better class of professors that you expect i would like to know a little bit more about this what exactly do you mean when you propound idea like this and what is it that we should expect from uh, this proposition yes so when i say that in the legal academia it is more important because uh, if you just read one book and deliver you yeah. yourself will not be clear about the fundamental questions mm-hmm. so when you are trying to deliver a particular topic in the class and to give your best because to be a good teacher what you need to do is hard work because i believe that if you are in academia you would want to be a good teacher a good academician mm-hmm. otherwise your sole purpose your sole motive of uh, you know serving and trying mm-hmm. because you're molding the students uh, career you're trying to uh, give a foundation to their character and if you are half prepared students would uh, lose interest and the the, the best thing that a teacher can be complimented with is that you have been an inspiration for me okay. so i believe that you must prepare before you go to the class mm-hmm. um, and i i i remember i had sleepless nights when i first joined in academia because you have this fear also mm-hmm. when you knew how would you you know how would your students react to you whether they will accept you or not and you have never um, delivered a lecture before so i remember i had sleepless nights of reading one topic from two three books four books and trying to read case laws uh, when students do not read the whole case laws but i would say that an academician should read the entire judgment 
and then deliver it uh, to the student. And that is what I meant okay. when I said that legal academia needs to be <laughs> I think uh, anyone who I have spoken to uh, and we have talked about academia, we sort of talked about the inspiration that they receive with respect to certain subjects and uh, the things that they are specialized in. All of this roots back and comes back to that one professor, that one teacher, that one faculty member who has inspired them in a way to look at that subject, perhaps constitution or company law uh, from a different perspective. And that has inspired them to specialize. I think whatever you've suggested is gospel truth. will really, really benefit all the aspiring uh, academia, academia, aspiring students, law students, or, or we talk about the present faculty members or the law students with respect to what they can expect out of their faculty members and how they can build strong connections. This is absolutely wonderful. This now takes me to uh, the second theme of our conversation. And uh, I'm really sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm starting a little bit. I just fallen prey to the humidity in Lucknow. But uh, this is very important. I, I won't uh, uh, trade this for anything else. Judiciary preparation. A lot of my friends who I've spoken to when I start planning for any episode uh, have suggested that, Kostov, why don't you talk about judicial services uh, preparation and who better to learn this from but you sir so uh, i'll start off from a very uh, naive point of view sort of a very beginner stage is how can you start from the very beginning from the very scratch and where to start the preparation work yeah and i would like to on a very lighter note i would mm-hmm. like to say this would be my third uh, <laughs> consecutive uh, speech about judiciary and uh, this has been the uh, one question everyone has been asking me and um, I, I would be happy to share it in your platform also. Now, there are two modes of doing this. One mode, and I've been saying this, one mode when you are in your fourth year and you're absolutely sure that by the end of fifth year and when you are out of law school, you're sure that you're going to be in That is one way of preparing. And the second way is that uh, like just like me, I mean, till fifth year, nothing was sure what I'm going to do. And suddenly, okay. after you start your practice, you understand that okay, let me give it a try. What's wrong in it? Mm-hmm. And you have very short time frame, let's say three months, six months time before the judicial examination. And so these are the two ways of starting a preparation and looking into judicial examination. Mm-hmm. So if you are in your fourth year itself, then I would say that take one month time and start with your bare act. Mm-hmm. Let's okay. say, for example in your judicial service examination you have seven papers to give so you have seven months time and you must give yourself deadline so if you are in college you might be having a lot of pressure uh, of academics and co-curricular extracurricular so you might ask me how to balance that i would say that give one hour at least time i'm sure you can give one hour time to that one particular subject or let's say 10 sections so give one hour every day and read 10 sections and make a note a small mm-hmm. note copy where you jot down the important section ingredients and the points. That is how you begin with your preparation when you, when a, in a long-term version. And after you finish your bear act, go to the books and read the books and again make make a you know note of it. And then you do your case notes. That is how you have a bible of every subject in front of you. You don't have to go back and read two to three three books just before when you start your revision. Okay. So you have one full year time, you finish all the papers by the time you end your fourth year and when it's fifth year, 
you start you know reading other books you start doing multiple mm-hmm. choice questions you start solving out problematic questions that you have in your guidebook or other preparatory books mm-hmm. so that's a concrete way of um, studying for the judiciary and the shorter version i would say is that you know that you have lesser time mm-hmm. go back take 10 years question paper figure out which question which subject areas uh, which areas in a particular subject is um, given more emphasis by the judicial examiner figure out and then try to you know give more focus on that take 15 days time finish up those uh, selected um, uh, more important questions and then move on to the lesser um, frequently asked questions so you know that at least you are prepared with just in a very short period of time but again i would say bare act is absolutely if you quote sections if you quote ingredients illustrations you would get marks because every examiner would want to know whether you have actually understood the particular section or not and you remember it also right right and uh, uh, how about the problem that law students face with respect to adapting to the judicial service examinations for every state is there a strategy that we can use so that we can adopt to let's say the judicial services examination of odisha haryana up or uh, how how should we go about that yes uh, different states have uh, different uh, examination and different syllabus Mm-hmm. like in odisha we have to have odia paper qualified i mean okay. i must have qualified 10th uh, with odia as a paper mm-hmm. similarly in hindi speaking um, states you must qualify 10th standard with your hindi as a paper okay. and what is a very important um, factor in which many students uh, fail or do not qualify is that they give less importance to the english paper and mm-hmm. english paper is something which if you score more your chances of uh, increasing in the merit list increases because right. you have some called as translation from hindi to english english to hindi mm-hmm. similarly in odisha we have odia to english that is where majority of the people uh, do not uh, do well mm-hmm. uh, apart from the syllabus point of view this is one very important factor in terms of different states you must give more emphasis to this paper as well as the procedural law paper because i believe procedural law paper is um, almost same or similar in all the states what okay. is different is different states uh, have uh, judgment writing as one of portions in your examination whereas whereas we in odisha judicial service we do not have judgment writing mm-hmm. so you must prepare how to write a good judgment right so i mean that's the difference in different states perfect perfect and uh, one another question that keeps coming up is that for law students who do not go to coaching or do not have any such professional help with the preparation how can they strategize in a way to compete with the let's say the students who are going to the coachings how can we strategize our self study in a way to be more uh, prepared for the examination right um, and there are books available which gives you questions of different uh, state judicial services very difficult questions and along with the questions they do give you solved answers how should you solve the answer i would say if you are not opting for coaching which mm-hmm. uh, as per my opinion i mean you should not because you have you have been for 5 years and you know the law i would say that you take those books solve those questions if you still mm-hmm. have doubt then maybe you can ask someone who is good at it or who has qualified the judicial services 
and then they would probably give you a, um, a quick solution to those problems but first do it yourself the, you know there is a saying that the power is within you you can do it coaching is just a support and i believe a lot of people can do it without support right right and is there any book that you would recommend or that you might have come across i mean um, i again say this i'm not promoting any book this is a disclaimer that i would say but right. since it has helped me i can tell you my uh, advice universal um, uh, judicial book a very fat book contains both theoretical pro- and problematic questions solved answers as, as well as multiple choice question that has actually been my bible okay. plus the other thing uh, that i say is your personal notes that you have made right these two will help you definitely to clear the judicial in the very first attempt take it okay. for, for granted you can come right. back to me and uh, you know whoever has seen this uh, episode and if you have gone through and got selected in the first attempt please let me know perfect me. perfect i will make sure i track down any such future candidate who gets into judiciary and ask them so was this what's your inspiration the one take show where we had this conversation and then perhaps we can have that anthology again uh, but by uh, my uh, perhaps one of the last set of questions in this segment would be that when it comes to focusing on each and every section of this examination and uh, when it comes to each and every area of study how can we strategize to get better at every paper or get better at particular sections and strategize with respect to time management with respect to attempting the actual paper going to the examination room and attempting the paper all of that uh, strategization how can we go about that right um, one very important thing is that sometimes what happens is that you, your memory fails to remember what you studied yesterday mm-hmm. because a lot of section let's say for example ipc has 511 section how will you do that So what you can do is that a very shortcut is you take ten sections, make a shortcut word for it. Let's say um, uh, the first letters of the section you can make a word, and mm-hmm. and thus by making a word it becomes easier for you to understand and remember that okay, uh, S uh, for example legal research methodology contains something called a smart mm-hmm. is is a shortcut of what is special your research methodology should be specific it should be measurable. Mm-hmm. So smart is a short abbreviation of long, long, lengthy, lengthy um, provisions um, of legal methodology. So uh, similarly, every section that you have, take ten section, take fifteen section, make short words, and remember those words. Mm-hmm. And uh, this might sound very silly, but I mean, um, this has been that when you wake up in the morning and you you brush your teeth, when you brush mm-hmm. your teeth, keep um, you know recalling. Okay, S means this, Y means this, because you have nothing else to do while you're brushing why not True. utilize that particular time mm-hmm. this is the second method of uh, remembering and the third method is even after doing these two things you tend to forget make stickers in front uh, you know on top of your um, uh, sleeping bed where you have a wall or something the moment you wake up in the morning you see that first mm-hmm. so automatically you have the zeal okay i have to start studying and then if you have forgotten something you again get to see that particular sticker and say okay so this section is this 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 has been my practical experience and this is how i have cleared in 3 months um in my education wonderful so these are the best shortcuts that i can recommend perfect perfect i think every every listener including me would be uh, uh going back at this conversation and making notes in order to really uh, make the best of this conversation uh my last question to you here is that uh if you had to go back in time and sort of advice yourself when you were preparing for judiciary 
what would be the basic pointers that you would give yourself uh, as in the basic niche areas as to cover this 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 and this so what would be those basic pointers that you would give yourself yeah, like in terms of preparing strategy or in terms of subjects that i would choose everything in general like in general for the approach for the judicial right uh, yeah this is how i went the heavier papers i completed first and the lighter papers i went on last because um, half of my stress was gone because mm-hmm. of the heavier papers so this is the first that i would say second right. i would say that there is no shortcut yeah. you need to work hard even if mm-hmm. you are working somewhere you come back tell yourself that you need to give that 2 hours in the evening and study you have mm-hmm. to have a hard work approach so this is the second thing work hard there is no substitute for work and the third thing is that um you the moment you have it in your mind that it's it's a do or a die situation for you either you get it this year or you don't mm-hmm. get it at all i'm sure you will get that you know you will get a push with that within yourself and uh, you will be able to study more work hard more and fourth thing the fourth thing is that um, it's just a matter of some months of hard work once you clear this mm-hmm. you get a lot of free time to enjoy your life for those few months you must forget everything no family no friends no entertainment it is hard work and hard work and hard work. right right i think i think this uh, yes i think this principle and uh, this entire segment will benefit so many students personally it will benefit a lot of my friends and me as well when it comes to preparation strategy the entire idea uh, that we should have in mind thank you so much for describing it with such great lens of elucidity that everyone who tunes into this podcast will take away so much value that will add to their perspectives thank you so much for uh, this opportunity to discuss uh, judiciary to discuss academia as my last set of questions uh, like not exactly questions sort of pointers that i would love to learn from you as uh, i am made aware of the fact that uh, you have also written two books uh, as editors you've had interests Uh, when it comes to uh, uh, the classical dance and classical music and all of these extra curricular activities that have that must have added a lot of value to your personality and your professional front as well how do you see this contributing to you as a person and why is it extremely important for let's say the law students or legal professionals to aspire to inculcate all these all these cultural values into our personalities so that we can perhaps perform better professionally right uh one thing is uh, when you are doing a lot of things simultaneously uh, you get to know your threshold mm-hmm. um, how much of um, labor can you give uh, in the in the 24 hours that you have so that is why i say when you're young you take mm-hmm. all opportunities that you have right. that is one thing because i consider myself old enough <laughs> not to do a lot of things now but uh, uh, in terms of how it has benefited me i believe um, I was very, uh, you know, shy kind of a person, an introvert, and when I started doing all these things, it made me, you know, it eased me up. Now I can well talk to a lot of persons. I can initiate a conversation. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, as a person, uh, as a personality development, these are these are the personality traits that I've developed through the years um, by trying different uh, field extracurricular activity. and the last thing that i would like to say is that um, very philosophical but i believe everyone needs to hear, listen to this uh, with the pandemic on way a lot of people are still uh, having a virtual rat race i would mm-hmm. say 
<laughs> and that is creating a lot of uh, mental health issues uh, among students sure. because uh, the, the competition has although we had thought that the competition would ease down but i think it has increased a lot because of the virtual world mm-hmm. so i would say that uh, you have just got one life and, um, and you need to be a good person you need to be happy um, and the end uh, when you are um, i would say that uh, in the end when you are in your on your sick bed mm-hmm. you would rather like to say what have you done in your life would you like to say that you have just worked worked and earned money and worked and earned money or you would like to say that okay i you know this is my speciality that i am a classical dancer apart from mm-hmm. the work that i have done apart from the money that i have earned so that has been my philosophy and um, i would i would like to say that laugh smile cry um live life as if you're a free person don't uh, subjugate yourself to the societal norms mm-hmm. to the fact that you have to be someone to the fact that there is no other way you get second chances in life uh, mm-hmm. there is a lot of things to be done in life True. you must travel you must travel to know you must meet people you must help people mm-hmm. you must do what you love to do to be happy that is perfect 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 i think uh, we all are aware that you've been an advocate for mental health uh, for some time now and that the fact that everything that you've just mentioned adds so much value to me personally and when it comes to any law student who's trying to grow with this process we see that linkedin for example is completely on steroids uh, during pandemic every law student <laughs> every professional doing something or the other and uh, as law students i i can't speak on behalf of the professionals obviously but as law students we feel a lot of anxiety we feel uh, that identity crisis that exists so i think whatever you've suggested is gospel everything that you've pointed out uh, will really benefit every law student with respect to learning with respect to perspectives this has been a master class i believe this episode has been the Thank one you. episode that was absolutely necessary on this podcast which will give so much value to every listener uh, do you have any closing remarks for our listeners yes i mean uh, i start my so i teach my first years so mm-hmm. they are young they're so beautiful when uh, the innocence that they have and the kind of you know as i say i smile i laugh with them i be myself with them so i start with or and i start with l the word letter l when i start with the letter l i say that i have three l's uh, to discuss first is law mm-hmm. second is life and the third l is love perfect <laughs> so when you have law you understand life it's common mm-hmm. sense basically and and in life uh, what is more important is love um i i am fond of uh, you know uh, quoting shayari i do not know if this is the right forum to say the shayari or not uh, but please do uh, please do I, i would rather close uh, by saying uh, one uh, well, very particular in these days time is that waqt ne kuch aisa sauda kiya mere sath waqt ne kuch aisa sauda kiya mere sath ki tajurba to de diya lekin mera masumiyat le kya so i would say that uh, keep that innocence keep the child in you uh, there is nothing uh, that is more important than your your innocence and your love and life that's absolutely wonderful 
uh, all i can say is that for my uh, from i also have another podcast it's called ek ghazal rozana where i uh, recite ghazals and uh, nasms and uh, and publish it i think i have my first target guests for the recital <laughs> for a potential episode but uh, thank you so much for this outstanding outstanding conversation which has added uh, so much so much value to my perspective personally now i think i will start looking at things so differently with respect to my career options with respect to preparation for judiciary with respect to my approach towards life in law school and perhaps myself as a law student thank you so much for this glorious opportunity i had a wonderful wonderful time i hope you had a good time too absolutely it was a pleasure it's the first time that i've done something like like this and uh, i have no words it's, it's, i wish someday to take mm-hmm. it to higher platforms very good very well done episode i'm really thankful and grateful to you thank you thank you so much i hope i can live up to the expectations and uh, the sort of pedestals that you have set for us and we can somehow work harder to uh, to make you proud for all the time and all the effort that you've invested in me and you have invested in this podcast so we can make it even bigger in the future thank you so much for joining me in this conversation sir well that's a wrap Thank you for joining us for this amazing conversation. The One Take Show is now available on 10 platforms. If you want to watch this conversation, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, The One Take Show. Please consider rating this podcast if you use Apple Podcasts so that I can reach out to more and more people. If you have any suggestions and feedbacks, make sure you reach out to me. I would absolutely love that. And ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourselves. Stay strong. I'll see you next time.